and it's only going to elevate the level of play and for all the viewership for all the spectators and for all the fans right now that are like bashing this thing i understand viewership is going to be spread out you're not going to see all the best players in the world but in a year maybe two years when we all reconvene and we, we all get together and the level is that much better because now we can simply train and do it the right way i mean just look at this thing in two years or look at this thing in a year or maybe maybe yeah. it's six months i mean who knows maybe it's the end of 2023 who freaking knows right and if anybody should <sighs> understand that like there's any power players in this game that like really have the best intention at heart it is the top dog you guys all have the same vision and if there's any way to sew this thing together i think it's your all your guys's mission to get back to there because that's where we all want to be My name is Tyson McGuffin. Welcome to the McGuffin Show. Uh, there is crazy stuff taking place in the uh, pickle space uh, right now. All good. I think this whole thing is going to work itself out. Um, obviously, recent news. Uh, we have the split of MLP and PPA. Um, so we'll definitely get into that. Also, definitely going to get into my uh, Triple Crown uh, weekend there in lovely Brigham City. <clears throat> Been on the road the last two weeks. And then also we will uh, recap Kansas City as well. Um, first and foremost, uh, great to be home. Spent uh, spent last night in my bed. Uh, we, we just got our deck done, uh, both the front and, and the back. Um, also bought some new furniture for the uh, back patio. Um, got some cool plants and stuff like that as well to... To kind of jazz up the uh, jazz up the look. We're finally set up outside. It's funny. We're toward the end of summer, but gosh, it's so nice. Yeah. Like, uh, it, our, I mean, that's the beauty of our house. Love our house, but like, our, you know, our five acres and our trees and just being outside is like, it's so funny. We're, we're not home that much. So when we are home, we're kind of like hermits. We kind of just stay in our house. <laughs> uh, but it's so nice to nice to enjoy it. And I don't know, have the kids outside. We took them in there. They got little RC or not RC cars. What are they called? Big wheels. Uh, they got some. They got some big wheels. Uh, Banks got a Range Rover. Matt got a uh, got a G G wagon. G wagon, <laughs> looking slick. Uh, the Range Rover's black. Yeah. The G wagon's white. And they can't drive them yet, but we have like little remote controls, so we're able to yeah. cruise them around the. Those things go fast. Things go pretty fast. Yeah, pretty cool. Everybody around us is on five acres as well, so there's not much traffic or much activity out where we live. Um, so we can. Uh, so there was like a bunch of neighborhood uh, families last night that were cruising around on their bikes and walking around and Everybody's so waving. it was a beautiful night and yeah. and Meg and I had our uh, remote controllers and we're cruising <laughs> the kids around. The kids are having a good time. Um, uh, anyhow, but uh, but yeah, last night, I don't know, like being able to to have a nice meal on on the back deck as the sun's coming down, um, you know, woke up nice and early, got in my sauna for an hour, got, got in the plunge. Um Anyhow, so just uh, as much as we love traveling, being on the road, um, getting myself an occasional TC when when Ben and Anna, when Ben and Annalise not there, um, it is glorious to be home. And when you live in an area like we do, um, we are t totally spoiled. So um, yeah, just yeah, I don't know. Makes me makes me appreciate coming home, and uh, makes me just appreciate how freaking comfortable our bedroom is as well. And, uh, <laughs> There's no bed. It doesn't matter how. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm such a bougie like brat on the road. <laughs> if my pillow isn't right, if the bed's not right, I'm barking at my wife. <laughs> when am I ever happy? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, we joked about this, but I said, okay, 
you know, there's only so much you can you can read reviews. You can look at all the photos. Right. I'm like do Airbnb I, do for I God's sake. Like start someone right. locally start to grading go lay in the, the bed comfortness the of bed. your of your bed and your pillows. We need to know like uh, make model right, brand. Right. You know, because then I the can go deal. to a local mattress <laughs> shop and try to like try out the same one, and then I can have a better idea. Uh, I tell. Uh, <laughs> Tell our viewers here how how you normally do that, or if there's something I like on the road, or something I oh like about gosh. somebody's somebody's house. <laughs> right away, she orders it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like taking photos. I, you know, there's nothing better than like Pinterest. I think has a search now, an image search. Google has, you know, the image search. Even like right, I right. think. Uh, there's a few different ones. Like there's Smart View where you can like literally like hold your phone up and it's like finds it on Smart Google. View. So yeah, brilliant. <laughs> thank goodness for technology, oh, for sure. right? But yeah, Stephanie, uh, our home designer, uh, Stephanie Sanders. Bless her heart. She's, she's she great. She's, she's oh. had to deal with my indi <laughs> indecisiveness for a long time. Oh yeah. Put something up, take it down, <laughs> fight us on a rug. He absolutely hates rugs. Try telling him that the accent makes it look good. I don't like it. It doesn't like rugs. Um, but yeah, no, it's been... Uh, it's funny, but, but we, I mean, that's kind of the fun part though, about traveling around and seeing all these different houses and stuff, seeing different ways people, you know, decorate or do no, things, for sure. but it's funny though. You fall in love with, like we stated, uh, Matt, Matt's beautiful place in, uh, was it Kentucky? Yeah. Um, yeah. and that house was like old colonial, like just gorgeous. Um, but yeah. in its own style, you know? And right. so we like, every time we see something that we really like, like that, we're like, could we live in something yeah, like right. this or does, does this work not? for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's good to admire different styles, even if that's not the style of your own house. But, um, okay. So TOC, uh, so Stallion Performance, uh, Craigie and I, we call him Quadzilla from, from time to time as well. The man is only getting uh, meatier. Uh, we ended up cruising to, uh, took off Monday morning for uh, Brigham City, flew from Spokane to Salt Lake. Uh, that's about an hour 15 flight. And then Salt Lake, uh, the drive from Salt Lake up to uh, beautiful Brigham City. It's about 45 minutes. So uh, the weekend before, I actually taught a clinic. Elise Jones came up. Uh, Connor Garnett came up. There's this uh, financial group that, that, I, that I've been working with for the last couple of years now uh, called Renaissance. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Greg Keller is, uh, is the gentleman that, that owns Renaissance. And anyhow, he took my camp a couple years ago, was a, was a total fan. And uh, this is one of the few uh, businesses that uh, does these private camps like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, essentially, Greg was such a fan of my teaching style and, and the way that we kind of ran stuff. So basically, the last three years, he's had like a company uh, camp to a certain degree. And he'll uh, have his employees come out. He'll have some of their friends come out. And some of their clients. And some of their okay. clients. <clears throat> totally. So like, so the first year, three years ago, we did it in St. Louis where Greg lives. Greg has a firm in St. Louis, also has a firm in Salt Lake. Or sorry, a firm in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and then a firm in Phoenix. And they have a new one in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. There They've we go. Just added a new yep, one. Yep, yep. yep. And um, um, anyhow, so that very first year was in Salt, uh, was in St. Louis. It was at Greg's house. Uh, it was my first time getting the Greg treatment. And I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> if you know Greg and you've experienced that Greg treatment, I know AJ Kohler has. AJ's uh, from St. Louis. AJ has uh, spent some time with Greg, maybe at his house. Um, but Greg treatment is about as good as it gets. I'll tell you what. So that very first year, <clears throat> K-Mac flew in as well. It was just K-Mac and I. Mac We'd was just a few few weeks old right like macker came with us <laughs> we all ended up staying at greg's house um like every night greg uh greg had like this private chef from panama fly in um mm -hmm. and the chef basically made us 
a five course meal for, for a couple nights. And, um, we also obviously did some, did some teaching stuff throughout the day with this group. Um, but every night it was a party at his house. He had cocktail waitresses. He had a private chef. He would invite, uh, a bunch of big wigs, uh, from St. Louis to his house, CEOs, uh, lawyers, attorneys, um, entrepreneurs. And anyhow, uh, it's just, it's his way to really, uh, network to really meet a lot of cool people. And Greg loves hosting events. And so, um, so we, that was my, I guess, first treatment with Greg K Mac obviously loved it. And then the following year, uh, I guess last year we ended up going to Phoenix, stayed at the JW Marriott, um, where PPA has also ran tournaments and, um, did the camp there, did, did the camp <laughs> there. Same type of deal. Food was catered, was all taken care of, got the great treatment. And so planning for this year, we're like, okay, Greg, we, we've, we've done St. Louis, we've done, you know, Phoenix, <laughs> get your ass to Coeur d'Alene, come, come see what North Idaho is all about. He ended up bringing a, a much smaller group. It was definitely a bit more intimate, but, uh, we, we totally tore it up. We, we did pickle the first day, uh, had a barbecue at our house that night. Um, and what's, and what, and what's cool about, uh, the group that he brings is that it's actually, it's, it's a much younger group and they're all salesmen at heart and they can all talk the talk and they're all just total characters. And so, um, obviously I love running my camps, but there was a much younger, uh, younger crowd here in Coeur d'Alene. So after dinner, we're all drinking, having a good time. Uh, they were all doing like five minute cold plunges, um, obviously in, in my plunge and, um, Greg, uh, was only able to get one leg in, um, <laughs> But uh, anyhow, so it was just, yeah, fun to hang out with that group. But the first night we did a barbecue at our house. Second night we did Beverly's, which is on top of the Coeur Resort, probably one of the nicest restaurants in Coeur And then that last day, uh, Greg, Craig, or Greg, uh, uh, Greg rented a, uh, a little cruise boat uh, that's tied to the Coeur Resort. We ended up hopping on the cruise boat and kind of cruising around Lake Coeur Anyhow, stellar weekend. Greg's a total stud. Uh, and if there's one thing that Greg always does, that man makes power moves. <laughs> Everything he does is freaking powerful, man. Whether it's, whether it's a conversation, it's a decision. The guy is just based on freaking power moves. If there's somebody I would love to grow up, uh, to grow up, to be like, it is to be as savvy as that man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And just with like a heart of gold, heart of gold, you know, like, like just loves hosting people, loves taking care of people. That's one of his people. main strengths. Yeah. And just loves people, you when know, it was high so on cool life to like meet all the different people. Cause like you said, yes, there was like entrepreneurs and all sorts of people from all different backgrounds. But then like, also we met like, uh, I think he's done big brother, big sister for a really long time. And so like some of the people like he's worked with and like still kept in touch with and just, I don't know. I think that's so cool. It's cool to see too. Like, like you said, like everybody had their own personality, but they truly like each of them all had hearts of gold. Like they're no. all like the sweetest people. And like, well, we they've all laughed. taken a little, a little oh, piece of Greg. They, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I think, right. yeah, it's like what he told us, like when we asked him, like, what's your key to success? Right, and he said, true. you know, find good people and keep right. them like, and, and oh, how often oh, have we used oh, that I know, line? I know. Like that I, I, just I've used so it important. hundreds of times. No, that's so true for sure. But I, we, that last dinner at Beverly's, I was crying. I'm like almost tearing up thinking about it. Like I was crying laughing like that whole night. We had to get one of the one of his guys is oh, it's hilarious. He's doing some celebration. Jensen. Jensen. 
uh, was doing some celebrations, and so he was like pickle celebration. So when you win a point, he's yeah, got a yeah, he, he had he had, a, he had a he had a couple. So the first one was after you win a point, you use your paddle and you like walk a dog with it, or or like another one would be you like hit a winner and then you like crouch in the kitchen and hold your ears and throw throw a bomb over over onto their side of the net and then hold your ears. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> no, a bunch no, of bunch of oh, silly stuff. The best one, I think he he like he pulls out a laptop. Yeah, 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 and he gets yeah, yeah. it out and he send, sends the nuke over <laughs> and it gets down. Uh, just just pure yeah, no. pure gold. Like we we he's got to come to all the majors. We got yeah. we need him. <laughs> but no, so true. Uh, and I, I I did a I did a podcast yesterday with the kitchen and something we talked about was uh yeah like you know in in our little inner circle how have I been so so successful how does everything run so smoothly and something I mentioned was finding good people and hanging on to them and life is a heck of a lot easier when you can find good efficient people and hang on to them and take a look at our you know inner circle Josh from Top Notch our agent love him to death K Mac love him to death super efficient Emily camp administrator love her to death like not only are they are they super efficient but they're freaking good humans and uh uh, as, as I think most of you know, I'm a, I'm a big integrity guy. And, um, as with, as with K-Mac, Devin knows that Mark knows that <laughs> people who have played pickleball with K-Mac definitely knows he's a very big integrity guy. And, um, anyhow, it just, it, it makes a big difference to us. It makes us feel good having good people around us that are, that are very efficient. So. Okay. So, uh, TOC, um, ended up. Uh, obviously, the, the weekend before, ran a clinic, had Elise Jones, had Connor Garnett, actually on that Friday uh, at Gauzer, which is a Discovery property. Uh, we did like a little exhibition up there. Uh, Mike Meldman, the owner of Discovery, was up there. We had Marty Fish. Got to play some pad dead with Marty Fish for a couple days. Uh, talk about a freaking stellar human. And, ben. and anyhow, Ben, uh, Mr. Johns was up there <laughs> hanging out. Um with Meldman and spent some time at Gaza for a couple of days. And so anyhow, Ben and I, uh, it was, it was kind of nice for, for once in my life, I got to compete on the same side of the court with that man, <laughs> but him and I, uh, played Padel against Mike Meldman and Marty fish. Uh, I can gladly say that, um, that, you know, even though I played the right, you know, <laughs> even though I played the right, I actually played a, a bigger role in the right. And I, I, and I played a manly right role. <laughs> Uh, but but I can gladly say that Ben and I were able to get a uh, get, a dub. get a W, and uh, anyhow no it was it was fun getting to hang out with him. And then obviously afterwards we did a little exhibition. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that over the weekend got some practice in with with Connor. Practice Saturday Sunday with Connor. Also practice Monday. May I practice Tuesday with Connor. So leading into that finals on Saturday, that very last match. Um, not gonna lie, love me some Connor Garnett, but just you know getting a sense of. Playing them in practice and feeling good about those practice games, it definitely gave me some confidence leading into that last final on Saturday. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind here and start with Wednesday. So Wednesday, obviously singles day, had my guy Craig there with me, um, and uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I I thought uh, you know obviously playing in Brigham City, the altitude's a little higher. It's like around 4,500 feet. Um, ball flies a little bit. Ball flies a bit more, and so. I, I really felt like on Wednesday I was really able to dictate with the serve and the drive. Um, also, to my half of the draw, I think I came in as the two seed or three seed, but my half of the draw was was definitely a, uh, a little easier road than the top half. Um, ended up playing Schick in the quarters, 
uh, beat beat Chicken Tube, played Chris Hayworth. Kudos to Chris. Uh, Chris ended up coming in as a qualifier, made it through qualies, won three in a row, played me in the semis. Um, Chris also, uh, Chris played high-level tennis at either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. I think it's Oklahoma State. Um, but he uh, broke a bunch of records there. Um, and uh, I, I heard in college he had a, a massive serve and a massive forehand. Um, but uh, but just judging by his his pickle game, he's fairly new. Um, but talk about a guy who's definitely got some length. He's got some reach. He's 6'4". Uh, hits the living life out of the serves. Got good groundies. Uh, I would probably say he's a better passer than he is defender, but overall just want to say congrats to him for making a semi run. He ended up taking fourth. Uh, Fred Rico ended up uh, beating him pretty, pretty handily in that bronze medal match. But, um, yeah, so singles day, uh, went well, it was nice and hot. And then waking up that next day playing mixed, um, Catherine and I, I thought played very, very well, um, uh, Catherine, as always, you know, uh, even even with the altitude and even with it kind of playing a, 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 a bit more feely touchy, I felt like Catherine's soft game and, and the way that she was able to uh, just dig, claw, you know, be her usual self, make a lot of balls, play high percentage, be as disciplined as possible. So uh, anyhow, Catherine and I uh, played a quarterfinals match against Jay and Callie. Should have should have beat him in two. Ended up beating him in three. Obviously, that that crowd is going bananas for Cali. But something that I always get when I'm in Utah, don't know why. Maybe maybe it's because there's younger families and we're kind of in that in that same boat. Um, but uh, anytime I go to Utah, whether it is uh, St. George or it's Brigham City, there's definitely a, a ton of TM love and a ton of support. And uh, so yeah, obviously, even though I was playing the Utah hero or uh, the Utah focus, which is Callie Smith. Everybody loves their Callie in Utah. There was still plenty of support for me. Um, definitely have a lot of respect for, for, for Callie and Jay, but we were the better team that day. Um, and then it was kind of strange on that Thursday. The weather got nasty. We were supposed to play our semi later on that day. Ended up not happening because it went from like uh, the uh, temperature was like in, in the 90s to all of a sudden it's blowing 30 miles an hour and the uh, clouds and the sky was super dark. And so, um, so anyhow, and then uh, on that Friday played men's doubles, uh, Jimmy and I, I thought, um, I thought played, played lights out. I mean, you know, Wednesday through Friday, I felt like I felt, I totally found my flow state and something that my therapist and I have been talking about is, my flow state is when uh, is when I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying pickleball. I'm showing positive energy. I'm I'm being a crowd pleaser. I'm I'm being the entertainer. I'm having some fun out there. Definitely not taking myself too serious. And I'm I'm showing positive reinforcement towards my box or towards Craig or towards my wife. Anyhow, so so when those variables are working, I am a lethal boy. I'll tell you what. And we personally felt like all those things were were, were taking place in Brigham City. Uh, anyhow, so Jimmy and I, we played, uh, let's see, we, we played Loon or played, uh, sorry, Lang and, uh, DJ Young in the, uh, round of 16, um, ended up rolling through that one. Uh, and then let's see here. We played, uh, Andre Diescu and Dylan Frazier, who was the two seed. We ended up beating those guys in two. Uh, we actually, uh, on men's day, men's singles and men's doubles, we did not lose a game or I did not lose a game on singles. And then Jimmy and I, Poppy, Jimmy and I would never lose a game on, <laughs> on men's day. Uh, and then, uh, going into that semis match, uh, we ended up beating Garnett and all Sean, as you saw there, it was, it was a lot of the same patterns. 
Uh, Connor Garnett can obviously create a lot with his two-handed backhand. He can't create as much with his forehand. Christian really wasn't coming over and uh, setting a presence in the middle. I guess Christian was, you know, really wasn't coming over and doing a lot of damage with his backhand flick. So I honestly just kind of kept my dinking towards uh, Connor's inside foot. I kept it in the middle. I kind of dared Christian to maybe take the bait. Um, but you will see that probably 80% of those patterns were simply me and, and Papa, Papa Hemi, because he is him. Uh, we were simply just putting it on Connor's inside foot and forcing Connor to either create airs, uh, make unforced airs, or, you know, maybe just give us a, a, a ball that we can work with. Um, but even though it was a longer match, I think like the match lasted an hour, it was like three and it was a, a six and three. Um, and then Friday night madness. I'll tell you what. Okay. So here's, so here's what happened. Um, so came back Friday night. Um, and, um, uh, so I ended up leaving the venue, Catherine. So it's, it's like eight o'clock at night, right? Catherine's playing, uh, she's playing her, what she's playing her women's semis match. Before the match, my agent's talking to, uh, Connor Ogden and basically saying, Hey, like, you know, Tyson told me it's it's blowing 30 miles an hour. It's super dark. Um, You've been there like 12 hours. I mean, this has been a, lo- a long day. You've been playing men's all day. You got there early to warm up. Right, you know, right, so. right. So, right. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd been there since like 8 or 8.30. It's now 8 or 8.30, full 12-hour day. So I called my agent. And I'm like, hey, bro, can you just um, obviously... Oh, sorry. So like the night before, uh, uh, Jesse, Riley, Ogden, because Pardo wasn't there... Catherine and I all come together and we say, hey, obviously, since we can't finish our semi tonight, when should we, should we play our semi on Friday? So uh, we all agreed that actually uh, Jesse and Riley wanted to play in the evening. I, I didn't want to fight it, nor did Catherine want to fight it. So we said, hey, if you guys want to do that, that's totally fine. Um, and then the, the other semi, uh, Pat, Tina, Zane, and Andrea, ended up um, obviously not finish, I guess not being able to finish their match Thursday night. And so they were the first match to go on Friday morning at like 8 a.m. Um, so Friday night rolls around. It's dark. It's 8 or 8.30, blowing 30 miles an hour. People are leaving. Nobody wants to freaking be there, right? So I call my agent. Josh calls Ogden. And he's like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Tyson says this. And so... We were told shouldn't be a problem. Right. That, so that I was told it wouldn't be a problem. So... So my team told me I could leave. I left. Craig and I went to Wingers, got ourselves a nice little five-star meal at uh, Wingers. Right when we're getting ready to order, it's like nine o'clock, right? I get a call from from my agent, Josh, and he's like, hey, he's like, there's nothing I can do. You're going to be mad at me. But he's like, get your ass back to the venue. You have 30 minutes to get there. Obviously, I'm pissed. I had just taken one big gulp out of my out of my uh, hazy IPA, which is about 4% there in Brigham City. <laughs> and um, got to drink about 10 of them to actually feel anything. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'm like, I'm like, Craig, I'm like, for <clears throat> Pete's sakes, we got to freaking go back to the venue. Obviously, in that tiny town, it takes about 45 seconds to get back to the venue from, from, from Wingers. So I get back to the venue. I change real quick in the car. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in. And right as I'm walking in, it's like, I don't know, 925 or something like that. And um, my agent told me that if I'm not there by 930, they're going to default me. So as I'm walking in, the first person that sees me is Dylan. Dylan's the new player liaison. Bless his heart. Great guy. Stellar. Uh, uh, would do anything for anybody. 
But he tells me basically to like get get moving, and I take one look at him and probably say something that I that I didn't mean, and um, and anyhow, so I I was just getting pushed to like get on the court. Uh, when I when yeah. I when I show up, uh, apparently Riley and Jesse have been eating up the ref and eating up Ogden for like thirty minutes, saying like this is nonsense, yada yada yada. Tyson's supposed to be here. We planned this last night, and um. Anyhow, so they were they were trying to get the match defaulted. They were trying to get the W. Uh, I'm not throwing any shade at them whatsoever. Uh, I just I I just thought the way it was mismanaged and the miscommunication and how I was told to leave because it was it was okay, and then all of a sudden I have to come back. Uh, I'm just gonna say it's not on me, and, and it's not on it's not on my team at all. So yeah, it was um, just a little bit of a, a cluster, and it, it it was difficult too because like you guys have to understand like we were in total panic mode and we we're like trying to get hold of Tyson like got to get back there you know I, I'm I'm talking to Athena on the phone like it was there was so much confusion because there was a there was a whole thing where it was like well you know when the women finish they don't want to like it's so late like it was like this big assumption well and that, Catherine like, they had might not well no play. hang on Catherine and Athena had told me that they wanted like an hour after she played, right? right and so right, right. so it's eight o'clock, right? She just got on the court. So I'm thinking, well, we'll shoot. If it's an hour and she we'll gets there at 845, we're gonna be here at 945, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I told Josh all those things and I was told to leave and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm getting all this flack and I'm the one that like came stomping in at 932 <laughs> apparently. That is that is not that is not correct. Also something you should know is that I didn't have a warm up um and start. <laughs> and I just had to start. It's kind of funny. I actually made my first drop, uh, missed my first dink, but uh, uh, and there was there was the uh, it was funny. There was like a much younger crowd watching that night at like nine thirty at night, and they were obviously all for me and Catherine, and uh, they were chirping at Riley and and uh, anyhow, it was it was there was just a lot going on there, like the mixture of like Rye and Jesse being pissed at me. These young kids like chirping at Rye. Um, obviously, Catherine and I ended up playing well. Um, won, won game one, lost game two, and then ended up rolling in game three. Um, so, kind of funny. Craig and I actually left uh, left the venue at 1045 that night, Friday night. And uh, uh, Wingers is open till 11. So there's I, nothing else open meal. in that freaking yeah. town. Signing up, calling wingers at like 10:45, and I'm like, hey, like, can I get a, can I get an order to go? And uh, anyhow, so they, and you ended and up staying open like an extra 15 minutes. Okay. Craig and I ended up getting there. I I slammed a beer real quick, and then got our food to go. We, we were able to have a, have a nice meal. I think I think I got an ice bath that night too. Yeah, well, and it's one of those things too. You don't think about like I don't think people think that like logistically too. Like you've got championship. Saturday coming up and like there's other things that have to take place in order for you to be well and for you to be safe and for you to like compete and all the above which is like body work making sure your body's right like ice bath usually IV if if you know you've you've been known to cramp for in so many different circumstances so there's like special things that we absolutely have to do in order for you to uh, to do your best and so what people don't understand is like when things run late like that or things are completely changing and and I don't know any other sport really that does that where where there isn't really a set schedule I mean with tennis like you play one match you know yes it can go long but you're not going to play the next day or within x amount of hours and that sort of thing and so 
it's just difficult. It's difficult to call. You know, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've called masseuses and said, hey, I'm so sorry. I know we're booked for seven, but but now he's not going to be done till nine. And then usually they're not able to do anything. So trying to get someone there the next morning, it, there's a lot of moving pieces. And so it's not just simply that like, hey, I'm tired and I don't want to play. It's like there's a lot of other things that go into it. So um, so, yeah, just I mean, growing pains as anything, you know, I think they got to get that figured out. moving well, forward. And I, but, but I think uh, I think a common rule should be, um, you know, you can only be at the venue for 12 hours. <laughs> I mean, I say I say I say 10 hours, honestly, yeah. like if you're like. You know, if like the if the event starts at starts at ten, you should be able to be out of there by eight. Um, and I don't know, they got they got to figure this whole thing out too with, um, you know, putting all the court and that they're not always doing it, but they they try to put all the quarters on center, they try to put all the semis on center, um, it and it just it, it, it just yeah. ends up being this very extended long day. So. Whether we want to start, like, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't mind starting at eight, you know, starting at eight and then trying to run like the start at eight and try to run the semis like from two to four. Everybody's home by six. Not too shabby. And another set of commentators or, or I mean, I saw the dual camera thing. Like, I, I don't think that's a bad look, like switching between matches. I know it's right. a little distracting, but um, I totally understand networks. Obviously, are not going to give you two channels or two whatever. But like if you could do it in one just like tennis does i don't know i think i don't think it looks that bad and it just keeps the players because at the end of the day too like you want to see a performance and if 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 players are playing 12 hours i mean what really are they going to see at the end of the day anyways you know so but anyways kind of kind of funny about uh toc i'm pretty sure this this guy was in st george as well but it's my uh doppelganger or it's my (laughs) look-alike it's a big green tank yeah right so but but he literally he sat front row from like Wednesday through Saturday, watched all my matches, was totally in my corner. I can't remember what his first name is. Um, but uh, the, guy's a, the guy's a total legend. On Saturday, insane day. Uh, I, I woke up Saturday morning, got some body work in um, at like, oh yeah. So so obviously didn't go to bed till like one o'clock uh, Saturday morning, slept till about six, had, had a masseuse come over at seven, got about an hour of body work in. Got to the venue eight thirty. Craig and I did a did a full thirty minute dynamic. Uh, Papa Hemi and I uh, practiced from like nine to ten, and then ten o'clock rolled around. And obviously, uh, Jimmy and I for those first two games got completely rolled. Um, you know, Riley and AJ is a is a very good team. Um, you know, the night before I had I'd gotten a, a a W over Riley. That was my first W against Riley this year. I'd played Riley three times this year. Twice in mixed, lost to him uh, both with Catherine. Once he was playing with Elise Jones. Other time he was playing with Paris Todd. Lost to him in three. And then Jimmy and I played uh, Riley and Matt in uh, in Austin. And the quarters also lost in three. So played the guy three times this year, all lost in three. Um, the night before, obviously, you know, Kath and I beat him and Jesse in three. So going into this match, I definitely had some confidence and used some of the patterns that I felt like worked for me uh, when I was on the left and Riley was on the left. And um, anyhow, so we got rolled in, in games one and two. The crowd wasn't behind us. Um, or sorry, the the crowd had a hard time being behind us because Papa Hemi and I were 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 getting uh, were getting rolled up, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot we could do. Anyhow, going into game three, I, I told I told Jimmy, I said, hey. I said, we are not going out like this. I said, uh, in order for us to like, you know, uh, 
find some different ways to get back in the match. We need to uh, somehow find ways to get some cheapies, get some freebies, shake and bake, cheap points, blind aggression. But let's freaking make this sucker messy. <laughs> let's let's make this sucker messy, right? So Jimmy's got a big serve. Jimmy's serve and drive is bigger than mine. Um, Jimmy hits. Jimmy's got a lively freaking arm. That's that's why he's uh, using that 002 gold signature. Because he doesn't have the elbow stuff, he doesn't. He doesn't have the shoulder issues going on like like I do. And plain and simple, you know, I don't know. Ten years younger, lively arm, Young total stud. Um, so Jimmy, game two. I, I'm pretty sure we rally off nine points off of his serve. He's hitting the life out of the serve as you should. Anytime you're in Brigham City, uh, makes a lot of sense. And in high altitude, going for broke on the serve. Following it up with a, a Ferrari forehand drive goes hand in hand, falls from the same tree. So game three, um, go for broke on the serve. Honestly, kind of plays similar to, to how Jimmy and I play mixed or how good successful singles players play mixed. Go for broke <laughs> on the serve, find thirds, shorten points up. And um, honestly, that's what we did. As they were unwinding, I was really able to like pinpoint my drive, find some good precise locations. Jimmy could disconnect, use that uh, big old swatty two-handed backhand. And um, anyhow, so we, so we ran away with, with game three, one 11 Crowd is going nuts. Crowd just erupted on, on match point, full pickle. Going into game four, obviously we have the momentum. The crowd's in our favor. We end up pulling away with, with, with game four. Similar though, like... Aggressive on the serve, aggressive on the return, aggressive on the drive, and just try to get little gains with getting up and established and try to get little gains by being being aggressive, or I guess being more aggressive on the return. That way it's tougher for them to come in and we can get some quicker side outs. That's what happened. Game five. Uh, I've heard from multiple people that was the best game five they've ever seen. That was the best match they've ever seen. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of really good... Uh, best of fives out there but um um i don't know there was some stupid points there in game five there was one point at six three game five honestly it 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 looked like a block punch and reset drill where (laughs) where jimmy and i are in transition they're speeding up uh we would block they would speed up again we'd slap block speed up anyhow there was like four different variations of that and then all of a sudden jimmy Slaps the forehand, hits the tape. AJ's pissed. Riley, as we all know, is more than pissed. You know, so funny is that the way Colin Johns looks at let courts and just like the emotion that he shows. Oh my God. Riley was that times two. I'm not throwing any shade Riley's way, but just there was a lot of emotion showing when we had a, we had a bunch of let courts and honestly it was, it was bad. I think we had like six or seven. Two came out of me, more came out of Hemi. Um, and then and then it's crazy too. There's a there's another point at nine four, uh, game five, uh, and Jimmy and the guy is just a walking highlight reel. Anytime he won a point against Riley head to head, he would say see, or 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 he would uh, or he would say he said no no a couple of times. Anyhow, both of those goofballs were going back and forth, and at nine four. Jimmy's got that two-hander cocked, loaded, and ready just to put a freaking hole through somebody. And Riley came at Jimmy. Jimmy's in transition. Jimmy hits the... I haven't seen a two-hander be be freaking hit bigger than this. Jimmy slaps the living hell out of this sucker. Hits it for a winner. Gets us to 10-4. Looks at me and says, bang! 
And I swear to God, I damn near laid an egg. I mean, the look on Jimmy's face, him saying bang, I almost lost he it. Was in it. I had to get my shit together because oh, yeah. it's 10-4-2. They end up running back to like 8-10. Jimmy and I, we had three match points. We're going into our fourth match point. I look at Jimmy and I say, we're the better team. Now's the fucking time, baby. And, uh, I mean, legendary match point. I've li- I've watched that match point at least 500 times. That eruption from the crowd after that stupid point. And what in the hell am I doing? Running off, running off the court. Literally, it was a total panic moment. Complete panic. Luckily, oh. Jimmy was able to beat those guys playing singles. Well, I don't think people saw you got stuck in the video board. I got stuck board. in the freaking video board. <laughs> and and why I'm trying to find a forehand in that scenario is beyond me. I have no idea why. <laughs> <coughs> but <coughs> I run around pretty sure in my silly mind. I thought it was going out. It was clearly in. And you had to let it bounce. It yeah. I had to let it bounce. I'm like 10 feet off the court. Jimmy's thinking, what on earth is this idiot doing? <laughs> um, Even the commentator, she was like, Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Tyson's like, off the court. Where's Tyson? Where, where'd he go? So I end up like, I don't know, hitting a little speed up off, off the bounce, hoping Jimmy's going to clean up my mess. And uh, Jimmy ends up like running over, stabbing a block. Riley comes at him. He he punches. Riley comes again. Jimmy punches it down. Uh, Riley misses. Crowd goes crazy. I, I damn near tackle Jimmy, knock him down to the ground. <laughs> directly after the match. Directly after. <laughs> Jimmy is hurling in the corner. Runs to the corner. Right. Throws up I would everywhere. assume is a mixture of excitement, nerves, anxiety. Who knows? Beating <laughs> Riley, I have no idea. The best. But the guy is blowing oh. chunks in the corner. <laughs> the best meme off that, if I can interrupt, <coughs> is like there was a, I think a memes of pickleball made it. And it's like when, when mom tells you that she put vodka in like the, in the, <laughs> in the, the pasta in sauce, the spaghetti sauce, because it was really funny. Because in his interview, Jimmy didn't make like, a single yeah, word of sense. So weird, and like that doesn't normally happen to me. I don't know. Like I'm just feeling different, and, <laughs> and so it was just oh, this is perfect. <laughs> you gotta go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. Memes of pickleball. I'll tell you what. Oh my gosh, just bringing gold. brilliant <laughs> humor to this. Uh, uh, I don't know to this industry, no, to this great. serious world that we're in. Yeah, too, too funny. funny. Uh, let's see. So a couple, a couple of restaurants, uh, that we, Craig and I destroyed and got our protein at, uh, Ruben's Mexican restaurant there in Brigham city. Not a whole lot to work with. Uh, Maddox steakhouse and wingers. Uh, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, kind of cool too. Um, something that, uh, um, I don't know, something that uh, like a lot of the fans there in Brigham City said and something that a couple of the uh, a couple of the signs that that, uh, that were being held up at, at the tournament. Um, so the comment and the sign basically said, give this man the key to Utah. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Just after I won, I, I saw that phrase a ton. Uh, there was a couple of people on Championship Saturday that obviously had that sign. Uh, but the, that very next match, Catherine and I ended up playing Pat and Tina. Uh, Pat got a concussion the day before. Uh, super unfortunate. Um, but we ended up uh, playing two games. After the two games, Pat uh, said he couldn't play anymore. He, he was dizzy and all the above. And so, yeah, I think he was telling us at Kansas City, he was explaining that there was a ball that I think Catherine had hit a ball or something, and he had to like whip his head. And right then and there, he like all the dizziness came back and. And as he said in his little post interview, like he promised his mom, if he was dizzy, you know, he would, he would stop. It's not worth it. Promise, you know? promise mama. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, 
So we we ended up winning that, and then let's see, uh, and then I had a had a break. So so that was that was back to back. And something that I had done the night before was I'd kind of just like envisioned. Obviously, once I got the schedule, that was playing back to back, men's and mixed. I just envisioned uh, every different scenario in that men's match, like us getting our ass kicked, and then me having to play mix, or us rolling them, and me having to play mix, or us playing a five game match, <laughs> and me playing and me you know me playing mix next. Um, uh, obviously did not run it through my head. that It was going to be two hours, right? No. <laughs> so, so after that match, I literally, I went to the bathroom, got changed, <clears throat> like took, took 20 minutes to like get my head back on. Right. James and I were very much on a high. Uh, honestly, after that match, I could have easily taken all my clothes off and slammed five beers. <laughs> um, so got my act together, played with Catherine clothes were on. And, um, <laughs> Uh, we ended up winning that match uh, because they ended up de- uh, defaulting after after two games. I had a break the 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 very next match, um, and obviously played Connor Garnett in that winner in that uh, final final. Uh, one game one down in game two. Kind of funny. Uh, something that Pablo Tellus uh, told me this last. We were practicing in, in uh, Kansas City this last Wednesday, and uh, and actually in practice, Pablo was was up one nine and when i played pablo in st george i think he was up one nine as well but something that pablo said in practice probably 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 shouldn't have was was uh was uh here's where tyson no nah, yeah right he's like dead. he's like he's like yeah here's where tyson comes back from the dead and finds a way and anyhow in practice. On, on that practice day right after he said that i actually came back and won 11 nine. sorry pablo <laughs> And, uh, and then against Connor, obviously in game two, I'm down three, nine, never say never, baby. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Um, I started chipping away, got, got the crowd behind me. Um, and if, I think that if there's something that I do well, and if there's something that, uh, like allows me to bring myself back into matches, I can usually get the crowd behind me, bring a ton of energy. And, uh, I usually find ways to shorten points up. Uh, and that's generally with the serve and the forehand live and die by what you do. Well, Came back one game two, crowd went crazy. Uh, I I knew I was gonna get emotional for my speech. Um, honestly, I mean, uh, being the second male player in history to ever get a tri- triple crown, to do it uh, in Brigham City with that altitude, with how hot it was, uh, to think about just all the all the work I put in and all the early mornings and the time with Craig and all the yoga and sacrificing and time away from the kids. Um, it was all just way too special um and i mean honestly like coming back from the dead this year like telling my wife i didn't want to play singles anymore i I wasn't the guy tore my hip labrum tore my whole plantar fascia tendinosis in my elbow like banged up right uh to be able to like you know i don't know uh, uh get through all that see it through have the results that i did there in brigham city way too cool um and and you know I I'd taken silver four years in a row and if there's something that I I did not mention uh, in my interview in Brigham City was that I had actually taken four silvers in a row uh not sorry not not in a row but in in 17 18 19 took 20 off because COVID and then 21 in 17 18 19 lost to Ben three years in a row um and then in 2021, Ben ended up losing to J Dub, and then lost to Spencer, got knocked out. I'd played J I'd played J Dub in the winners bracket final that year. Going into that winners bracket final, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my god, like this is my year. No Ben, and guess what happened? Ended up losing to J Dub in the winners bracket final. Came back, won the bronze, played him again in the, in the final final, lost again. 
And so going into this year, I'm like, gosh, like freaking, there is no Ben, <laughs> there is no J-Dub. Let me get one. <clears throat> so to get over the hump singles wise and to get my first triple crown and for James and I to get our first gold and for Catherine and I to get our first gold. I mean, what a freaking weekend. And on top of that, Craig and I, Craig has been with us how many times at yeah, tournaments? Yeah. Uh, Craig has never seen me play on championship Saturday or championship Sunday. So like, you know, if, if there's something that was a complete home run, <laughs> that man getting to watch me, uh, be in my corner all day long. Like I was been such a big part of it, no, you know, and, I, a, and, and something too, that I don't know, maybe some viewers don't know those that have been in pickleball forever know that TOC used to be a major. Uh, and so that was always a big, it was a big one. And that was before there was even a tour, you know, TOC was considered a major. So it's always been a big goal. It's always been, you know, there's something special around it, you know, and that was, you know, I think one of your first majors that you got a medal in and when, what was in 2016? 2016 got my first which, singles medal. Mm -hmm. Yep. There. And then, uh, then Matt Goble and I won our first doubles major in 2018. Um, so anyhow, so a lot of history there. Happy to leave that place uh, with three golds. And I know you don't give yourself enough credit, but I just think too, like even thinking logistically getting a triple crown and what it takes and how like the stars have to align. Like, you know, you have to play all three events. There's not a lot of players that play all three events. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, like even logistically, it makes sense now why Ben is the only other person that's ever gotten one. You know, it's a, it's a difficult thing to, to, thing to line do, out. Sure. So, and I've, so. I've, I've mentioned multiple times that, you know, it's not a true, it's not a true triple crown because Ben and Lee and Jada weren't there. Uh, I obviously still believe that, but like my wife said, I will, I will take her side and, <laughs> and uh, think that obviously yeah. just, just the idea of being able to win Four days in a row. I think I ended up going. Uh, bu, 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 bu. I ended up going fifteen and zero. Um, just yeah, that that whole storyline, that whole stat, uh, tough thing to do. And I was glad that I was glad that I could accomplish it. Also, too, honestly, like it was just a downpour of support from all the players as well. Ben, Thomas Wilson, Andre Diascu, players that rarely ever text me about about you know tournament results and all that. So it was just cool to like see the love and to see the passion and to see how much people appreciate, you know, like the work that I've put in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, to, to get that support from, from the industry and from players that I compete against mental or, uh, meant a lot to me. And, uh, and it bring, brings you back to the beginning, you know, like no, that's, sure. that's how it's always been. I feel like, you know, as crazy as this world might be, and I know we'll talk about some stuff later, like at the end of the day, you know, these players have been sacrificing a lot and there's a big handful that have been there since the beginning too. And there's so much mutual respect there. And regardless of what the media wants to put out there, other pods want to talk about, like players to their core are all so like attached and have so much mutual respect. And like, you know, to you are, are ready to be complimentary and like, you know, celebrate each other. And like, just, just seeing that again, and especially before all of this, took place like it's so reassuring that like at the heart of this like the people that really make this whole world spin right. they that we're all we're all in this together yeah, so, for sure so. and i think there's been so many players too that, that have been humbled over the years and um um obviously dj and i were, were, were definitely not buddies kind of early on this year there was some some chatter on the court that i didn't like and i ended up saying something i didn't mean that was very childish and then uh obviously have sent dj a message 
Uh, now we're all cool. Now we see each other tournaments. I support him. You know, he supports me and all in all, it's a small freaking pond and, uh, none of us want confrontation. And the last thing we want is to feel uncomfortable at tournaments because there's confrontation and stuff like that. Um, and so anyhow, I, I just think, uh, it's, it's, it's healthy to go that way. Yeah. The outside world throws <clears throat> us enough negativity, no, for sure. you know, like we, you know, there's no reason to like spew in that or like, I guess swim in that. Like, it's just so nice to see that like at the heart of it, like, yeah, you can be competitive, a little chirpy, a little jokey, whatever, you know, on the court. But like at the end of the day, like we got enough, everybody's got enough stuff coming at us. Like, you know, if the players can all be um camaraderie there's a camaraderie there and like i don't know just a mutual love and respect and positivity like that should be the message you know right. i i think right but, yeah. okay um so saturday night uh, didn't get to celebrate much craig and i ended up going to wingers that was kind of our kind of our go-to spot uh <laughs> drank myself a four percent beer we ended up watching the fights that night so got our got our fight fixed. After in. your Miller shower, though. After our, after my Miller shower, I I reeked of beer. Yeah, lots of lots reeked of Miller love. Of beer. Threw some paddles around, um, and Mister um, Flight. I had a. It was so funny. You like celebrated. We wanted to celebrate your win. I was like waiting for the phone call, and then I and then Josh is starting to call me, and everybody's calling me, and I'm like, Hey guys, I gotta call Delta. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get some stuff. She was trying. Around, she was trying so. to get Daddy home Saturday uh, no, night. No, I wanted to see him. I wanted, wanted to celebrate. Wanted a piece but of, I was. <laughs> She wanted a piece of daddy uh, Saturday night. But I got you. I got you uh, Sunday morning. So, right, right. so all good. And uh, this was already pre-planned. Sunday ended up spending a stellar sun Sunday at the Gorge, which is a badass concert venue in central Washington. Only crummy thing was that it was super, there was, a, there was a ton of fires and stuff around us. And so it was tough to really see the beauty there in central Washington. So to many, see the Columbia River and all yeah. that because it was so hazy. So many wildfires. We actually had to, we had to take a detour to even get to where we are because they shut down the whole entire highway. So right. it's pretty, pretty But crazy. didn't stop us from having a great time, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> went to a concert called Bass Canyon, a uh, ton of EDM, dubstep music, a wide range of characters there, a wide range of uh, uh, all, log all uh, walks of life show up <laughs> at that place. Um, but, uh, stayed at a vineyard, stayed like, at a vineyard, was all taken care of food, food, super yummy. Didn't, and, didn't like, spend a whole lot of time on that Sunday being sober. If you know what I mean? Uh, it was all good. <laughs> been to the spa, went, like, went to the spa, spa but yeah. Sunday tore it up. You know why? Because after getting a triple crown, being sober sucks. <laughs> being sober sucks. Miller time. <laughs> Miller time. Um, and then flew directly to Kansas City. Kansas City, I'll tell you what, was insane. That first, um, that first, so I, I was going to practice. Uh, so I, obviously I, I partied all day Sunday, uh, recovered Monday, and then Tuesday we flew out, met somebody at the airport with our children, picked them up, all, all mobbed to uh, Kansas City. I was going to practice in Kansas City that night, and I <laughs> I remember my first step outside the airport, oh my God. and like feeling that that heat wave of humidity and heat. I'm like, there's no way I'm practicing tonight. Boom. So yeah. I ended up I ended up going on my phone right away, contacted a mobile uh, mobile IV nurse, uh, got a got a massage that night as well, and got myself dialed. Wednesday, <laughs> woke up, practice, uh, got like eight games of practice in that day. It was like. I don't know, 99 degrees, 95% humidity, brutal. Honestly, like <laughs> I, I've never dealt with that stuff. And, was, and apparently yeah. uh, like the week before in KC was high 70s, high 80s, nothing comparable that's not, to that. that's not normal. It's right. very unusual. And you know, it's funny, I was talking with uh, Kim with the PPA. She's so sweet. She always helps with like uh, getting our rental cars and all the different reservations and stuff figured out. 
super sweet. She said she got in late at night. She's like, it is not normal for you to be like it for it to be completely pitch black outside and to feel that like heat and that like humidity. And it's so true. It's like so natural. Like you get to the evening and you think, oh, I'll just open up the window and have some breeze. And even our Airbnb was so sweltering hot for our kids and and there was ac but like it's just the places are not built for that yeah exactly and so our airbnb host by the way super sweet did everything they could to help us which was so nice uh but yeah it's so true like you couldn't escape it i mean you were practicing and then you would come home and getting your body work i mean it just pure heat so wednesday practice a ton or practice like seven or eight games of singles um just to try to get my body like adapted to that stuff and Get the, get the gas tank primed for the uh, next day. Uh, anyhow, I swear to God, on that Wednesday, per individual game of singles, I would sweat through. wasn't uh, I, I was not wearing a shirt that day, so I'd sweat through a pair of shorts. I would sweat through <laughs> a pair of socks. And usually at the end of the game, it was like a 10-minute singles game, right? I would blow out my shoes. So day one, I, I'm thinking like, how on earth am I going to freaking manage this? Like, Logistically. If I'm blowing out a pair of shorts... And blowing out a pair of socks and my shoes after 10 minutes, like, good luck trying to freaking play four days with this, right? Like, do you take a so, time out? What do you do? So, uh, actually, Christian Alshon uh, gave me a brilliant idea and something I haven't done since, like, college, I think, uh, was to uh, double sock it. I know it sounds so simple and, and um, you know, and it sounds like even a 10th grader or even a 10-year-old could figure that out. But, uh, anyhow, so on that Wednesday, I was, like, you know, uh, just wearing one pair of socks and um come thursday and 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 come thursday what i what i realized was that if i had a shirt and 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 this is my whole sweating uh what's up this is my whole sweating dilemma so if i can keep my shirt dry as long as i'm changing my shirt it doesn't get my shorts wet which ultimately doesn't get my socks wet and my shoes don't blow out so so thursday i double socked thursday obviously wore a shirt and wore shorts and the and the whole deal. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, I was just even though Thursday was hotter. Thursday when I played Federico, brutal. 105 degrees, 95 percent humidity. Felt like on the court was probably like 125. Both Fed and I are freaking sucking pond water. We're dying, right? Uh. Gas tanks are dwindling. Not much left in the tank. Um, as you guys saw there in game one. Come on, I uh, came back from what. Uh, two nine to <laughs> yeah. came back from two nine and literally hit uh nine. hit nine screaming ferrari forehands in a row <laughs> he had used both of his timeouts it's 310 i ended up battling back scored nine in a row and the forehand got silly hot oh, it, it did uh, wife is taking her top off i'm telling oh, her to keep her clothes on <laughs> crowd's going nuts i mean for gosh sakes oh, put the gosh. fear hand away oh um, so but, um, yeah. And like, uh, Fed, F- Federico and I had to, had to move our chairs because one side of the bleachers was only getting sun. Other side had shade. And so it was kind of funny. So, uh, all the, uh, fans and, and the players were all on like one side of the bleachers. Cause I exact, like it actually had shade on that side. Um, so I ended up making it through singles, play Connor in the quarters, beat Connor in two, Pete fed in two, didn't lose a game all day. Um, smashed a couple beers with the hype guys on court, uh, that Thursday, Friday rolled around, uh, Catherine and I ended up losing first round. I'll tell you what freaking broke our hearts. Uh, I am not going to lie. I, uh, I mean, I was, I had some in the tank, but I was pretty warped after, after Thursday, 
And no excuse, Catherine also uh, made the finals on Thursday as well. So she was in the same boat. <coughs> but we played, we played Tardio and Milan Rain. Is that how you pronounce her name? Uh-huh. Um, first time, I think, no, no, I've, I've played her before. I played her with, with uh, Pablo. But at, as we all know, Tardio's got some slippery stuff. Tardio can definitely take over when he when he needs to. Um, and uh, I think uh, I think that was my first time losing to Tardio in in doubles, and I think first time losing to him ever. But they, um, played they honestly oh played scary. Gosh. Yeah, I mean we we were up and well, sorry, we were we were down in game one, but but in game two we're up like what nine four nine five, and we're cruising, not feeling any pressure. Then all of a sudden we just can't put a ball away. Um, but yeah, they ended up beating us first round. And so we were down and out. Um, I spent all of Friday getting body work, got an IV, um, also got an IV Thursday as well. So here I am like two and a half days in and three I, IVs. And, right. And, and I've already gotten about four hours of body work, three IVs. Um, so it was great. Like Friday, I, I got to rest all day for the most part. Uh, we ended up going to Q39, great barbecue place. Uh, I will, I will eat all those burn ins until until <laughs> yum, I die, until I die. <laughs> and then uh, went to Joe's one day as well. Joe's also a great barbecue place. Uh, that that barbecue in Kansas City <laughs> hits different. I'll tell no, you what, so sure. good. Nothing beats chicken and pickle though. Nothing but, beats chicken but, and pickle, of course. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Jimmy and I show up and show out. Got a dub over Riley and Julian. That's three in a row for me. Um, last time I've done that, uh, actually, I think that's the first time that I have done that, uh, ever. So, um, oh. yeah. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, uh, Jimmy played the right. I played the left. Uh, I did all the dirty work in transition. I did all the grinding on the left. I was able to create to a certain degree, but anytime somebody tried to come through Papa Hemi, he, he, he gave, he, he gave him that, that daddy punch. See, don't come at him. You know why? Cause he's him. His hands. Oh, I'll tell you what, good. the guy right now, just his, his ability to just be a bit more stationary on the right, you know, cover just a little smaller sliver, still, still be the guy, but just maybe more so focus on dinking in front of him, dropping, driving, you know, doing his thing and then countering well, He's doing it great. Honestly, Dangerous. Jimmy right now is a top three, top five right guy or right side player. And he's doing it very well. And honestly, he's doing it by really not dinking a whole lot cross court, kind of dinking more middle, dinking more inside foot, and then leaning in a ton, taking a lot of dinks out of the air. And then also, too, using his little forehand speed up out of the air. Something he did with Riley time and time again was Riley... Um, I, I honestly don't know how comfortable Riley is with that Takea paddle. Um, cause so ever, it seems like ever since he's been using that paddle, I just don't feel like he's, uh, he's still playing at a stupidly high level. As we all know, the guy's a total stud and he's still, you know, top two, top, top three guy, as we all know. But, uh, but just some of the little nuances, he's popping up some dinks. He's not getting as much on his counters. Uh, and the way he's kind of fumbling with his paddle or like looking at it after playing him three times over the last two weeks, it seems like he's really not, uh, comfortable. Uh, yeah, quite comfortable or like trusting that paddle yet, but he was popping a couple balls up. Jimmy, um, Rye would like show the pancake and uh, rise on, on the left. Jimmy's on the right. So they're obviously in front of each other. Jimmy or Rye would pop it up. Jimmy would speed up kind of at his left hip. And Rye, like Rye caught that ball like two or three times because he kept sliding and trying to find a forehand. Um, and uh, also something funny about that match. I think we're, 
I think we're uh, we're up like what? We win game one eleven six. We're up like what eight zero game two. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, freaking it's nine eight, and then it's and then it's nine all. Yeah, yeah. And then, but but at nine six, Julian ended up like taking over. Julian hits three let court winners in a row. Big Adiamos chest pump. Look right at us. Screaming. No comment. <laughs> I'm a fan of Julian. Just not not a fan of that stuff. And um, and. Uh, Anyhow, we ended up, they, they brought it to nine all. They're bringing the energy. And Jimmy and I ended up closing it out at 11 9. Pickleball memes showed like a, um, uh, a side by side. Uh, showed a side by side of the, of the of- match point uh, in Brigham City and then the match point Crazy. Uh, in Kansas City. Almost identical. It's almost identical. Jimmy ends up in like a hands battle against Doom the person in front it. of him, wins the hands battle. And then basically I like tackle him and you know, this is the same look too funny. Let's keep it going. Uh, keep it rolling. And then we ended up uh, playing J-Dub and Dylan had the wrong game plan. They played great. I felt like we did not. We, we, and we totally played. This is no excuse. That's a, that's a very good team. And, and they had so much hometown love, which right. is cool to see. No, too, for, for sure. So, I mean, we, yeah. we honestly like, do I think we're going to, we're going to beat that team eight out of 10 times? No. Do I think we're going to beat that team? Half the time, maybe. Um, but anyhow, they, they I thought they played lights out. I tried to overcompensate. Uh, and just that slow, methodical, boring, dead dinking in the middle. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's nothing to work with. And so we just need to uh, have, a, have a better uh, game plan going into matches like that. Uh, we ended up getting rolled that match, lost 5-0. and oh one of those matches where it's like get me off this court as quickly as possible kudos to those guys those guys ended up taking silver um but uh jimmy and i ended up playing the bronze played all sean and zane Navratil and one and two and jimmy and i got our third medal in a row bronze in san clemente gold at toc bronze in kansas city um not too shabby for mr hemi and i going into championship sunday i had a ton of confidence uh, I had ran the match through my head in a wide variety of ways. Game one, Ben played lights out. And for, for everybody that, I don't know, like I, I, I was thinking this too, uh, uh, you know, obviously having my first experience playing in three finals on that Saturday, the, the weekend before. But um, I, I had like, or I don't know, there were so many people that had texted me that said, hey, like, just make sure, like, you have a gas tank and make sure, like, you're drinking plenty of fluids. It's going to be a long day on, on Saturday and all that. But honestly, like, the the conditioning that, like, Ben does, the conditioning that I do, the conditioning that, like, the, the conditioning that the top-level players do, we can easily do Championship Sunday and play three days. I don't think that's, that's a big thing. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to get to is that, uh, like my level only got better on championship Saturday. Ben's level only got better on championship Sunday when you're in that environment and you feel the pressure and you feel the environment and the fans are around you. Like, like you have, you, like you get a very good sense of just what you're doing in that moment. Right. So I felt like when I played Connor, I played lights out cause I'd been on that court all day long. When I played Ben and I played game one, I'm thinking, God, like this guy, this is how I felt last Saturday. Like this guy's playing out of his freaking head. There's nothing I can do. And I had K-Mac in my corner. Both K-Mac and I are looking at ourselves thinking, oh, God, it's going to be a long day out here. (laughs) Luckily, Ben uh, ended up coming back to life a little bit and showed me that he's human. Missed some returns. I ended up kind of coming back in game two. 
Got it to 9-10, and uh, that's all she wrote. Ben ended up, ben ended up winning 11-9 and hit that little inside-out forehand on match point where, where I had to pull my shorties up. But, um, yeah, overall, good two weeks for me. Um, I feel like I'm definitely playing some of the best pickleball that I've played in my life. Kudos to, uh, to my health team, Wild Health. Big shout-out to Craig. Big shout-out to my wife. Uh, anybody that's been in my corner that's been giving me positive reinforcement that's been like kind of building me up. Um, but, uh, something that, that I mentioned on, on a podcast yesterday talking about mental health was, um, was that I just, uh, I just feel like I have a much, I, I, I've, i found a much better version of myself. I think I know myself a lot better. I know my identity. I know my little tendencies. And I think just mentally, like, uh, this is the sharpest and as dialed and as confident as I've, as I've ever been. So, uh, being able to fuel that, being able to use that and not only like use like the physical aspect of like being strong and being talented and all the above, but also now bringing some of like the mental toughness and being, bringing some of like the mental consistency with it, uh, I think adds a whole new element. And, you know, I think we're, we're at a time in sports right now where players and athletes are starting to talk about that stuff and talk about just how powerful it is to like have a therapist and to be mentally dialed and to have all the pieces working together, um, goes such a long ways. <clears throat> so, okay. So means of pickleball, uh, uh, if you guys have not followed them on socials, follow them today because they are just putting out, um, they're putting out content that nobody else can put out, <laughs> uh, uh, and it is brilliant. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up one thing. Um, so I, actually, what was what was the thing that they mentioned about me? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It was, it was pretty 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 funny. It wasn't wasn't the side by side. I'm, I guess I'm putting on the spot. Uh, uh, never mind. Uh, uh, so means of pickleball. So one in particular was. Uh, was the I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to their go to their page here real quick. Was the post about Riley, and essentially uh, the first slide says PPA title since Riley Newman dumped Matt Wright. It's got a side by side Matt and Riley. It's got Matt one Riley zero, um, and then and then it's got Riley Newman's 2023 match win percentage. 74% prior to announcing he was going to stop tapping paddles after each game. And then 65% since announcing he was going to stop tapping paddles after games. Pretty funny. Um, and let's see. In that same yeah, post, right, he responded. Right. In that same post. Um, in the comments. Well, hang on. Hang on. So, so, okay. me, so means, uh, means of Pickleball labeled the post. Sometimes the jokes... Just write, just write them, themselves. Right, as in Matt. Right, right. right. <laughs> and something that Riley had mentioned was he said, "My family, such friends, and I had one of the best weekends of my life." Appreciate the post, MLP shaking hands, show, shows a money bag, and then shows thanks. Um, and I'm not going to say much more, but I'm going to say that uh, that whole thread got roasted. <laughs> I think completely too. roasted the Ben John's burner account says you need to you, says you need a signed permission slip to use photos of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, the thing they did about you memes of pickleball, which I thought was freaking hilarious because I didn't catch it during your interview. I think your post-match interview with when you and Jimmy won the first or 
yeah, yeah won right. the first title right. you're she's talking the the girl that's presenting you with the trophy and you're looking at the trophy and you're like fumbling with the lid like trying to see if you can take a drink out of it i know you and so they said leave it to tyson to be handed a trophy and immediately check if he was able to take the top off and chug a beer out of it right that's pretty pretty clever another comment from uh from that same thread was dylan flux the same query relieved this isn't about him (laughs) pickleball memes leave sammy alone sammy's always liking it though (laughs) no he is he is does it to himself. Same thing. Um, okay, so let's let's get into uh, bigger news. Uh, even even bigger than my triple crown is uh, I'm gonna have my wife go at this for a little bit. Is MLP PPA the split? Um, something that I just just wanna I guess bring up real quick is that apparently the deal was was never signed. What was supposed to be signed last week never got signed. Um, um, obviously both sides are throwing around massive contracts. Um, you know, PPA offering seven figure contracts, doubling offers from what the, from what MLP is offering. Allegedly. Um, you know, offering four five to five O players, 200 K plus, um, also to, uh, it seems like, or I guess what, what MLP offered, was uh, obviously uh, money guarantee, health insurance, all expenses paid for, and a six-week vacation. Uh, six-week mandatory off-season. Six-week mandatory off-season. And um, anyhow, so obviously this kind of how I see it, and then I'll, then I'll let my wife dive into this much, much deeper. Um, players got paid. Top 30 can now live comfortably. Um, I think I think that's huge for pickleball. On both sides. On both sides, PPN and MLP. Now we're in a position where all the hard work these players have put in, they're they're taking care of. They have big guarantees um, because before, honestly, they were they were scraping by. And the tours, and I guess uh, just previously, what was taking place with the PPA. Obviously, there was you know there was appearance fees and all the above, um, but just these deals weren't as chunky, weren't as big as as what's being offered now, right? And it just seemed like the top thirty players. Uh, for the last two years or for the last year or so really has just been scraping by because there wasn't a whole lot of guarantee in their corner and more so they were getting silver cards. Uh, sweetie, if you want to talk about silver cards um, versus gold cards, yeah, silver I mean, cards are what? Well, no. So, I mean, um, silver cards are obviously no health insurance. Right, right, There's right. no, you know, they don't get double the appearance for, for MLP, uh, they and don't not, get all the perks and benefits that that gold members get, correct? Not everybody. Now here not, we are. Yeah. Now here we are, and basically anybody that signed with PPA, uh, essentially all got this. It's not a gold card. They're not calling it a gold card, but basically it is a gold card, right? They get, they get, you know, health insurance, all expen- uh, all expenses paid for, and they get a big old bag. Yeah. Right. In the new, in the new offers. In the new out. offers, correct. correct? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much. I don't know, maybe viewers you can put in the comments or whatever, but I don't know how much uh, spectators or viewers of Pickleball really understand what some of these players were earning or what some of these players are taking home or how they were compensated. Or I mean, I, I know even for us, right, we get a ton of comments like people assume that our lodging's taken care of or they assume that, you know, certain different perks that, you know, maybe in other sports or I don't know why they're assuming that. But I think that 
something to like realize is not everybody. Yes, some of the top top dogs obviously, um, you know, had appearance fees and things like that, but that didn't but really. It's very, it's very, it's very. Okay, so something that happens in tennis with that system, something that, that that's been happening with, with PPA as well, is that it's very, it's very top heavy, right? Like top yeah. three brand endorsements, appearance fees. They're winning triple crown. They're winning a ton of prize money, but it's top heavy as all hell. Right, 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 and you, I have, mean, and you I have, mean, have to understand that, I, and I do understand and, that to a degree because you know they have to understand too. Like it's top heavy in that, like you, okay, take Ben and Annalie. They win everything. They're winning everything. They're they very much deserve uh, to be compensated. So people I'm, are I'm there. Not, I'm no, not no, absolutely. No, right. I know exactly what you're saying, but uh, but they're you know they're selling tickets. People want to watch them. That completely makes sense. Then you take like you and maybe a handful of others, but like we've like worked so hard and like taken so many chances and like gone out and done content and done media and done all these things to like try to go full-time pickle and not only go full-time pickle but be the king of content and all these things and stuff and so in that we've grown your brand and your following and we're so appreciative to all our fans and viewers out there but also makes you valuable and not only are you a top player but you also bring that side to the game the content side so um so yeah, there's, so, like, there's this a whole, reason This whole why. thing honestly doesn't benefit top players. I mean, it does to a certain degree, but this whole thing really puts his put, puts the, puts his fingers in top 30 players and puts this big old safety blanket over the top of them, right? right? It does. Right, right. I mean, I mean, on a, and something I, I, I was going to say is that not all these players are freaking deserving. They're not. There's there's a lot of half-asses that are just playing. Yeah, it's true. Right. There's a lot of half-asses that are just in the industry that are just showing up and and they use the pro lounge as a as a social scene and they use the pro lounge to talk trash about people. They don't deserve any of this, right? And like my what 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 my wife just said, we have like dug and clawed and found the best way to really build this platform by by YouTube and, and content and newsletter. And which has brought in 12 to 15 brand endorsements. Right. And, and, and we've been leading in that area. Um, and yeah. now and now here we are where this whole thing kind of gets leveled out to a certain degree, um, you know. And so, uh, I mean, I, I obviously I'm happy for the industry. I'm happy for players. And I I honestly think it's only a matter of time before they merge back. Maybe it's the middle of 2024. Maybe it's this time next year of 2024, or maybe it's the start of 2025. It, Plain and simple. It's, it's, I think it's a little too diluted to try to have two different entities. Uh, and at the end of the day, something that the viewers should know, and, and maybe this is like, no, I think I feel right in saying it. And I think it's okay to say it on, and I'm not saying on their behalf, but you know, people should know that Ben, Annalie, you, I feel like you three are kind of like the top kind of influence in this whole storyline and also also in the kind of the sport right now. Um, you guys all want to be in the same place. You guys all want to be playing together. You guys all have the same vision. Um, you guys are both, you, all three of you guys are such grinders and have worked very hard to build your brands and to build your um, success and to be a severe competitor on the court. And and I don't know, I've see, heard you say time and time again, it's just like when you were saying with your triple crown, well, I don't really consider it a true triple crown because the big dogs aren't there. Right. Like you're not someone that wants to just go where you can 
win or go where you're like without them. No, because if I, I would have done you. that, I would have been APP the whole time and just been the total exactly. legend over there, right? Exactly. As but, we all know, I, I want to take on the challenge. I want to play the best players in the world. I've been, have, I've been showing that I have been one of the best players in the world for the last eight years now. So if there's something that I don't like about this whole thing and it's something Ben doesn't like, I've been speaking to Ben a little bit. He doesn't like about this whole thing is that we're now segregated and it's just, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be very diluted. And, um, I think what the fans want, what the people want, what brands want is they want all the best players playing on the same tour. Um, and so now with that being said though, I'll say this, the way that we were headed or the way that we were going, if nothing would have changed, I can't tell you how many players, and as you guys all know, like we've had plenty of players fly up here, train with us. We try to put them up in our apartment, share meals with them, all the above. Like, but it's hard. It's difficult when you're barely making it. And and for that, right, you have another job. Now you have to take off work to be able to train. You have to take off work to go to these tournaments. You have to have an employer that understands that. I mean, there's so many aspects of that. And I can't tell you how many times we got con called last minute by a player saying, hey, you know, I was totally going to come up there and train, but like, I didn't get, you know, like I have, you know, I don't have enough money. I thought I was going to have enough money, but I, I can't afford Yame to come up that way. Example. You know, I can't afford to come up take, there. Take, yeah, take Yame. Yeah, Yame is a perfect example. You know, like I've been trying to get to Yame to move to Coraline for the he, longest time yeah, now. Yeah, and it, it's tough for him, but you got to understand that he only makes money if he wins. And that is a kind and of a And there's only a small percentage concept. of players that win. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. scary. And he's paying his own health right, insurance right. and he's paying his own expenses. And, and there's Go not... Go guaranteed. There, no, no. It's so, so, yeah, like Tyson said, there's some of this is like, ah, oh, gosh, it, like it is now evening the p playing field. And I do think that uh, it, it is, you know, but it's not just about that. It's the fact that, you know, something like this, whether Yame signed with PPA or whether he signed with MLP, like... This changes his life. He's a very talented guy. He has a ton of upside. Right. And now he doesn't have to worry about his next meal or paying for his flight. That stuff's covered. He can and actually so he be can, like a real athlete, yeah, do it the right train, way, train can, full time. And, and, if, and it's only going to elevate the level of play. And yeah. for all the viewership, for all the spectators, and for all the fans right now that are like bashing this thing, I understand viewership is going to be spread out. You're not going to see all the best players in the world. But... In a year, maybe two years, when we all reconvene and we, and we all get together and the level is that much better because now we can simply train and do it the right way. I mean, just look at this thing in two years or look at this thing in a year. Or maybe maybe yeah. it's six months. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's the end of 2023. Right. Who freaking knows, right? And if anybody should <sighs> understand that, like, if there's any power players in this game that, like, really have the best intention at heart, it is the top dogs. and You guys all have the same vision. And if there's any... Um, way to sew this thing together. I think it's your all your guys's mission to get back to there because that's where we all want to be. Right. And 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 this whole thing about completely getting lost in a in a team event um, side of it because I know that was. I mean, we, we we can cover some of the hot topics. One of the things was you know I don't want to just play team events, and I completely understand that. You know, that's one thing they keep talking that PPA. You really get to know if you're the best player in the world or you know where you are in comparison to other people, and that's a very valid thing. And that's extremely important to you too. Like you absolutely love the the format of Major League Pickleball. You love the team format. We love the the atmosphere that that brings. And honestly, I think the top dogs enjoy it too, to a degree. Right. But you but don't want to see the individual events go away. Well, and if you're winning on the PPA tour and you're getting individual accolades. Uh, attention and, yeah. and, and accolades, obviously the whole team thing would would kind of you know 
Or you're there's for a loop, less and, there, and there's and less it, value it, in that to a certain degree yeah. if you're if you're winning. Correct. Right, and I think there's a benefit to that, right? Because I think then it is a little bit of a mix-up. It's not always you don't know exactly what team's going to win. It is a little more thrilling. It is a little more exciting. But to even Ben and Annalise credit, it's very important that there is a stage in which they should be able to stand out as the top players in the world because they are the top players in the world, you know? And when and when you get a win over that or when you're, you know, in that top five or top ten, whatever as well, like, yes, you should be recognized for that. That's And that's just the competitor in you. Like, you're not going to – I knew wherever we went or however this shook out, if you weren't able to still – be competitive and like pick your own partners and right. have and play, your own play thing. Singles like and, no, for like sure. you would, you would get no, lost. And, sure, and, sure. and, and that's kind of a misnomer that from the beginning, everybody kind of thought that that was the vision <laughs> that, was to kind of get rid of these individual events. And that's not it at all. Right. And I think, I think even our last conversation and, and this is an evolving situation, obviously, and this could change, but it's going to be, you're going to have both and you're going to have a, an ability to watch both. And I think viewers want both. And I think there's one that you could say is like true traditional pickleball. And then you could say, here's another one that's super exciting and works for TV and, and it brings another whole other aspect. So, um, but consider that there will be both. Um, right. But at the end of the day, regardless, I think for us and what's so important is, and for you, like we do have a family. We, you know, we've worked really hard. We've, we've 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 sacrificed in a lot of ways and we've kind of gone out on a limb and like you know we we filmed those 100 educational videos during covid and stuff like nobody was giving us the money to go do that and then once we thought oh we'll go paid portal and then someone said well no you should take it free on youtube we're like oh okay like you know like we've totally just gone all in and just crossed our fingers and prayed that this is you know knowing that this is gonna all turn out in the end and i think that's where we're at now and i think that it's important for the viewers to understand that the reason that you made the decision that you did was this gave your gave us in a in a world where everything has been so uncertain for so long this gave us like surety and it gave us guarantee and it gave us an ability to say like here's Tyson he's healthy he's playing the you've been playing the best pickleball of your life and you know, this kind of gives, takes away the cloudiness and the stuff that might be kind of like distracting us from your ability just to play and focus on being an athlete and, and do that. And not only that, but it raises the ability for all of these other players. And yeah, I mean, is it a little bittersweet? You're like, oh gosh, we worked our asses off to get where we are. But like not everybody has that same ability or drive or team or whatever, or maybe they have other jobs and things that are keeping them from it. And so if this gives all of those middle players a chance to like bring up their level and and actually oh, make sure. it and take the pressure off i think it just it elevates the sport all the way around yeah. um and without this as crazy as it was as bad as the timing might have been like in the middle of a tournament all of the above like we can't we no matter what side you're on if you sit here and say that if this didn't take place like none of these earnings none of these player benefits um none of it would happen, you know, and, and, and there was still a question mark, what would the future look like, you know, for all these players, and even if there was a merger, but, um, <clears throat> but know that our focus and our goal is to all be together in one place, and I think, like I said before, I think there's a lot of camaraderie amongst these players, and not just the players, but just even the people that are working their ass off um, in the sport, whether it's uh, the DJ, you know, or, you know, all the people working at Pickleball Central or, 
it's uh, the MLP staff or it's, you know, all of us have a relationship outside of these like top dogs that are running these tours. Like we very much like love these people. I not want to get emotional, but um, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of love there. And I think the idea that we can find a way to all be together in the end. Yeah. I mean, that's the, so important. that's the end goal is that, um, Coon and Dundon or however this thing shakes out, both sides can sit down at the table, see eye to eye, both sides be happy and make this thing work and bring all the players back. So, um, yeah. And I don't know, it's just something that's wild is that now we're seeing some of these professional tennis players, you know, um, come in and get, the, get these PPA <laughs> contracts and be like, Hey, I'm freaking done playing tennis. You know, Donald probably more than they ever saw in tennis as a guarantee. And there was, right? there's, there's no guarantee like that in tennis. In tennis Honestly, right. this, this is the right. first time ever in their whole sporting career where, where they're, where they're getting guarantees like that. Wild. And, and they haven't had to, you haven't had to show a performance on court to get it right. Some of these players, they I don't mean, have an APP I mean, win. Query, sock, Donald no. Young, Caitlin Christian, uh, I think contracts are, you know, don't, no don't quote me, but there. anywhere from like three yeah. to 600. Uh, and for, you know, someone like a Donald Young, who is a great guy, um, but last time I saw him, Donald's like teaching tennis at a club in Atlanta. For someone like him, who doesn't play professional tennis anymore and was like top 100 in the world back in the day, to, to, to get a deal like that. I mean, freaking life changing, right? No, right. Life changing, and and I mean, from what it sounds like, it sounds like the PPA may be going after some of that tennis crew. And as a tennis player, if you're in the top 200 and you've been, you know, playing challengers and futures, and and you're barely making it into ATP events, and maybe you're making a couple main draws, or maybe you're getting wild cards and you're scraping by, why in the hell would you not come over? Right. Honestly, like right. it's a no brainer. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, and and no uh, love lost there because we love those people to death. We completely do. And no, like, no, I think right. no. And for sure, I just think that it is kind of interesting, though, because I mean, it's just such a weird turn of events and landscape now. Like, here you go where, you know, there are so many players not knowing how they're going to make it the next day. And now the landscape's completely different. And it includes people that aren't even in the sport yet are now coming in and getting paid and stuff. So uh, it's crazy. It's wild where everything is. But it's important to know that, um, that yeah, none of this was taken lightly. None of this was taken easy. Uh, it was definitely ex an extremely difficult and thought out uh, circumstance for all of these players. Right. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we all just need some, you know, like surety and guarantee and just you know, some, some actual stability, because I don't think even if you're at the very top, you know, I, I don't think there's been like a hundred percent ability to be sure that this thing is what this is going to be at the next, the very next year. Right. Uh, so, so a couple questions that I uh, had from uh, fans that uh, contacted me on socials was, are you going to lose your image going this route? Uh, I've been asked this a lot. I personally don't think so. Shining stars and big names will always shine, whether it's a team setting or individual. Uh, we see it in team sports all the time. Also, uh, it sounds like uh, MOP is competing with PPA as a tour and is creating tour stops. Uh, do you have to move to that city? Absolutely not. That was rumors floating around. Um, I would assume there's, I mean, I you know, this is all up in the air, but hearing from MLP, it sounds like uh, there's going to be, 
you know, like how there is in, in NFL and NHL and NBA where our team would go play Dallas or our team, you know, our New York team would go play Seattle and, and you would go to that city. Right. And, but, but do we, but do I, if I'm with New York, do I have to live in New York? No. Um, and then, uh, do I think the team franchise concept makes sense? Absolutely. I believe this concept allows for cities to support and back their players. This only helps build players, brands, uh, 300 celeb team owners. As we all know, I think the gambling odds are pretty interesting with the team concept as well. Teams can make good money off of merch sales. As we all know, we see it in NHL, NFL, NBA, uh, salary caps, rally scoring format adds unique odds and good for TV and gambling odds are interesting with team concept. Um, so obviously I, I think, I think the fans, uh, lose from this short term, uh, players gain from this, uh, long-term everybody wins. I don't know. Right. That, yeah. Long-term everybody it. wins. Yeah, so, no. I don't so even fans, know. fans, uh, spectators, uh, haters, lovers, uh, just wait this thing out. It's only a matter of time. Um, and, and, who and once knows? we don't, we don't all have a crystal ball. Like this whole year is going to keep going the way that it always has been. And as far you know, as we know, we're, yep, we're, we're looking forward to Cincinnati. We're looking forward to being part of the PPA family, uh, through the end of this year. Um, and you know, who knows? I mean, we're, we're months away from 2024 there. Nobody has a crystal ball. This thing might all get worked out by then. Uh, who knows? But I think, um, yeah, I don't think I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't know that there's going to be anything lost, uh, with this. And I think overall there's going to be a huge benefit. Uh, and, and I, I would love like one thing you said about like the losing your image thing. And it's important because some of us have like divest a lot into trying to, well, stop, to build stop, your brand. Stop. And stuff. Tell the viewers and listeners how much we spend each year just on content. No, no, I mean, it's insane. 60 it's plus, insane. 70 and, plus. And we have to come up, we have to figure right. out where no, to pay nobody's, for that. Nobody's, nobody's paying, paying for that. that. Right. No sponsors right. paying so for that. So that's, that's where we're looking at this whole thing. And we're like, yes, we love it, but. For someone like ourselves, for the last five years, spending 50K a year just on content expenses, like it's kind of a slap in the face to a certain degree. Obviously, everybody wins. My deal looks yeah. a touch different than most. Um, but, uh, no, but, 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 but just <clears throat> it just dilutes some of the effort and the right. work we've put in, right? Well, to, a certain degree. to a certain degree. But and, and, it's just, think, and that's just, that's just and me being selfish. And I think people right? thought would dilute it, though. It's just like you said, like, you know, LeBron is not diluted. He plays on a team. He plays for the NBA, but he's not, you know, stars are going to shine regardless, right. regardless. And, and does the NBA resent uh, LeBron for being a star? Absolutely not. Are no. they trying to bury him? Are they no, trying right, to like, right, absolutely right. And not. I, but at the end of the day, MLP is half tour stops, half league stuff. And like what we just mentioned, whether it's soccer, it's MLB, it's NHL, it's freaking football. And, Consider stars yeah. will always find a way to stand out and consider that I would encourage all of you to go and watch that. Um, and we're going to elaborate. We're going to elaborate on a next episode and we will get a major league pickleball on here to fully explain. Well, we're going to, we're going to get Coon on here yes. sometime this week and yeah. we'll, we'll definitely blast another. Because the important thing for everybody to understand is this creates, um, a, a, a atmosphere where these team owners are very much involved they're very much involved in the success of their teams over time just like an nfl team would be this creates a 
there's a challenger side, there's a even lower than that, there's player development, there's salary caps, there's salary minimums. This past, past these new deals, past this like big financial relief for all of these players, talking into the future, there still will be earnings. There still will be abilities for team owners to go out and find a player and want to use their money to pay for that player and then spread the rest out amongst the other. There's going to be incentive for these 10 players to have these um, these places where they bring up these juniors or even like futures because they want them to earn enough points to be able to then become a premier player for their team. This very much, this vision just really means that this sport is here to stay it's here to thrive it's here to make money these players are going to be recognized as true athletes and earned as such um and this whole thing just it shakes everything up but at the end of the day i think if there was anything where we could all sit here and really feel good that this thing is gonna continue for many 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 years to come it's now we're we're here now's the time um Okay, uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, turn those notifications on uh, to the YouTube channel. Uh, tell your kids, tell your grandparents, tell your parents. <laughs> best podcast in the game, as we all know. Uh, my name is Tyson McGuffin. This is The McGuffin Show, and we will see your asses next time.